0: Hi again, everybody. Welcome to The Chatter. This is episode number 86, and we are talking all things Catholic schools here with our guest, Phil Borman, from the uh, Holy Family Catholic School System, the chief administrator. Let's begin in the name of the Father, Father and the, and the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, almost gracious Virgin, Virgin
1: Mary, Mary, that, that never, never was, was it known. known. That anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful,
2: O Mother of the Word incarnate. Despise I, not, not my, my petitions, petitions, but in, in thy, thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Amen.
0: In the name of the Father Amen. And, Amen. The and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. In addition to uh, Administrator Borman, we have the familiar pipes. <laughs> <laughs> we knew he would rise from the dead <laughs> yeah. after Easter. You're back again, Mark Hager.
2: <laughs> yes, indeed. And you're happy looking to be Happy to be here.
0: Happy yeah. to be here at all.
1: And then there's me just sitting over here in the corner. Yes, yeah. oh yeah. whatever her name is, it's
0: the Colleen show with the other guy. Uh-huh.
1: That's how
0: that goes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Phil Borman, you're back on the air, and we were trying to remember when you were last on. It was with um, with with Carol and with um, Barb Rowling, and that was some years ago. So it's good to have you back.
3: Well, thank you for having me back. Yep, yeah, we we missed those uh, two wonderful administrators, but um. But yeah, I'm thankful to be back in the seat with you today.
0: Yeah, and you jumped, leapfrogged a couple of positions at that time. You were, uh, what were you teaching at that time?
3: Well, I was principal at that principal, time. Principal, yeah. Yep, oh, yeah. yep uh, Catholic Middle School principal.
0: And now, chief administrator of the school system. You bet. How do you like it?
3: I'm enjoying it real well. I'm in my fourth year.
0: Wow, that went quick. Mm-hmm. Doing that. So what's new at Holy Family? Let's start with the global picture and we'll talk about some of the individual sites. What's going on at the school system?
3: Oh, sure. There's a lot to be excited about with Holy Family Catholic Schools. I think um, the uh, what's really new are education savings accounts. I think that we can spend some time today talking about that. But I think, um, but also just different strategic planning things that we're looking at. Um, um, kind of really looking at some of the things that we've accomplished in the last several years with strategic planning, but we're up and at it again time to revisit these types of things and um making a lot of wonderful things happen for catholic education across the system
0: so when i think strategic planning i think three to five years but anymore trying to see three years is, is tough what do you see in the next couple of years at holy family catholic
3: well um you know looking forward i see growth you know we talk about yeah, um all the opportunities ahead of us and i mentioned esa's but but right now we're really in the planning stages for um what what an influx of students could do for our systems um, for all schools k12
0: so where's it at today with the influx of students where we're in 2023 where do we stand with enrollment how's that compared to three and five years ago
3: well you know Holy Family has had been on um, an enrollment decline for a number of years as a matter of fact um approximately 20 years of a consistent, um, sort of decline; It flattened out a bit, but again, just dipping. And then the last year, um, we had saw our first year of an enrollment increase. And so we started that as a positive movement. And then we had a second year of an enrollment increase. And here we're looking at a projected uh, significant, more significant enrollment increase for next year. And so we're looking at uh, two and three years of Headed the other direction, and so we're really thankful for that.
0: So we talk generally in terms, of, but can we pin those down in numbers? What What do those look like without having to be precise? But in round numbers, what we went for twenty years from what number down to what number? When I went there, yeah, which was another century ago. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was, but uh, we had two thousand kids just in the high school, mm-hmm. about, right? About five hundred per class, mm-hmm. and that was pretty consistent in the '60s and '70s with you know. Mm-hmm. Some years bigger than others.
3: Right. Well, as a system, I think we were closer to that number K-12 um, maybe 18 years or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and About 2,000. About Yep, yeah, about 2,000. And this year we stand at around 1580 K-12 students. And that's up? And that is considered up. So up by about 2% or so. And then um, for next year we're looking to add approximately 85 more students on top of that number. Wow. So just getting into the 1600s, uh, shy of 1700s, but um, a lot of that uh, I think you could attribute to the wonderful things that our classroom teachers are doing day in and day out and also the education savings accounts um, that we'll talk about.
0: You were quick to correct me in saying, Tom, these mm-hmm. are not school vouchers. And you had a great distinction between and. Uh, educational savings account, is that correct, ESA, mm-hmm. and a school voucher. Take us to school.
3: Sure, a- absolutely. So school vouchers are a little bit different. I think it's a term tossed around quite a bit in the news, and I think it's just um, something that people are familiar with, and a school voucher is really when when the state is, is funding institutions, and often with school vouchers, they're or sort of stipulations and requirements to to have that that money flows straight to it. Um,
0: stipulations on the school itself.
3: Yep, on the school itself, and so um, different accountability measures, different um, um, associations. Maybe it's um, money that's going to um, you know it, money that's specific to, to um, a category of, of of students or for a school who would qualify for that money. Um, so school vouchers is, is not something that. Um, that the state is supporting right now, and that's not what this is. But education savings accounts are different. So rather than money go to an institution, money goes to families, to individual students.
2: Can I stop your uh, – the money from the school, uh, a voucher program, is that government money then? A voucher
3: program would be government money as well. Okay, okay. So so, similar pots of money, if you will, but the education savings accounts, it says that, uh, you know what, Parents know what's best for their children, They're to raise their children, and they find out who they really want to co-parent with, and so that money goes into accounts for each child and the family, and then that family gets to decide, where do I want to take those dollars? And so right now, it's approximately $7,600, and you can take that money right back to the school that you've always gone to, go right to the public school. Um, which is just fine, or you could also go into Catholic schools and take that money here instead. And so that doesn't require us to change anything. Um, People are actually choosing us because of who we are, because that we're Catholic, because that we have a faith-based educational um, system, and so um, it doesn't require us to to do anything different um, because those parents are exercising their ability to choose. So
0: we've made the distinction between vouchers and assistance programs. Or employee, I wrote this down.
1: Education. E S
0: A. But Mark, you made a comment, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. As long as we're being distinctful, I'm gonna. You said this is government money in a voucher. Government has no money, right? <laughs> it was our money to begin with, right? right? We all on the same page with that, yeah, Colleen. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, they don't sell or make anything, right? They
0: so they have to tax, tax it. People. So it started out as family's money to begin with, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. The difference between a voucher is funneling it into an institution, and with the assistance programs, it's going directly back to the student's family.
3: That's exactly right.
0: I think that's an important uh, distinction. Mm -hmm. You think the um, ESA is driving uh, enrollment at your facilities?
3: I think that's a fair statement. Um, I think there are a lot of families who who have wanted to attend Holy Family Catholic schools and you know when they look at that price tag and maybe they think they could do it for a year but when they think about, well what would it mean if I sent my child every year to elementary and then what about the middle school and on to high school, that, becomes, that feels overwhelming. We always tell them that we can work with them and, and, and find assistance for them. Um, but it's just so much to bear and having that reassurance that there's gonna be money um, now and, and every year to the, into the future to allow them to exercise that choice. I think that's that's the reassurance that's um, um, that they need, and that's why we're seeing some of that enrollment growth. And I think it's really highlighted at our transition levels. So as you come into kindergarten, that's a transition, right, uh, to come into K-12 education. Um, we've had to open up um, at St. Kill where I have three sections of kindergarten coming for next three. year.
0: Wow. wow. And, um, how look, many in a section?
3: Um, approximately 60 students, so class sizes of around 20, um, and then Resurrection is the same. We had to do the same thing for Resurrection. We had, um, they're right around that mm. 60 student mark, um, mm. and now that'll be a three-section school. We actually have um, right around between 165 to 175 incoming kindergarten class uh, students. That's, that's the most we've seen in 15 years. And so that's really promising, right? Is that
0: system-wide or in the be- as, both campuses?
3: And with Our Lady of Guadalupe included into that. Mm-hmm. So we have those three elementary feeder schools. And so um, other transition points are from 5th to 6th grade. You know, 6th grade coming to our middle school, um, we are trying to take it slow there because um, where it's projected to be around 110 to 115 students were Looking at capping out at 130 students, um, knowing that that's the largest. Now, where's
0: the middle school?
3: Mazzucala Catholic Middle School is right there on Kane Street, uh, um, attached to Waller.
0: So it's on the west end of the campus there? Mm hmm. Okay.
3: Yep. And then um, again, freshmen. So another transition year is our students that move from their middle school years of eighth grade to ninth grade, and mm-hmm. where we again enrollment was projected to be, you know, let's say 100. 15 students, 120 students. We're looking closer to 130 students there as well. So we, you can um, see that there's that increased interest. I think that will build. We just have to answer some of the questions about staffing and facilities to make sure that we um, we build slowly and, um, and, can, and stay true to our central mission.
0: So what is capacity at the Wallard campus then?
3: Wallard um, is... Waller can take on um, approximately 500 to 550 students at campus right now,
0: and that's over four
3: four grade levels nine, ten,
0: eleven, twelve, yep. freshman through senior. Yep, about 400. Now you would ask the question: a dummy like me who went there and said, "You had 2,000 kids in the middle of the 60s and 70s on the same campus. Why? Why is capacity 500 and we had 2,000?"
3: Absolutely. So. Um, since you've been gone, we've added uh, an entire middle school to that same campus. And in, in addition to that, we have a pre-K through fifth grade school, Arleta de Guadalupe, which is also like, located on that campus. Now, that is still, you know, all of those students combined is approximately a 1,000 students. But we don't like large class sizes of of. Of thirty and thirty-five and forty and up to fifty kids a classroom, and I know back in the day um, when you had nuns running the show, they could handle that kind of number, and that was what the expectation was, and um, that's what I've heard anyway from from those who have sat in those classrooms. Show them the scars,
0: Mark. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> but um, but oh it, it's class size is is in large part what it is, and um, and you know our our learning environment's dynamic, and so you have to have spaces for your different. Specialty areas and things of that nature. So, so I think that is why. um, Perhaps you could have had more students in there. You're maybe more efficient with your. So that and that
0: seems to beg the question, Colleen. If we could have thirty or thirty-five, how many were in your class sizes? I
1: think I graduated in eighty-two, and I think there were over five fifty in my graduating class. And
0: Mm -hmm. in classroom sizes, the average classroom we had thirty or Mm -hmm. something. Why? Why twenty today and thirty or thirty-five back then, Phil?
3: Well, you know, I Holy Family Catholic Schools is committed to to really personalizing that learning experience for students and and knowing each one of our students, and I think that that requires us to be mindful of class sizes. And class sizes will fluctuate; they could be a little bit bigger than 20 students, they're smaller than 20 students, uh, depending on the subject and the way the schedule all all works out. But it's but um, it's a bit of a numbers game. I think it's important that. That all of our kids' voices are heard throughout the day, and and, and certainly the models change. So,
0: so is it a not to drill down too far, but now you've lit my curiosity. Mm-hmm. Is 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 this an empirical data finding that 20 is a better number than 35 in 40 or 50 years ago? That that uh, I mean, because maybe we go back, Colleen. Maybe we we go back. We'd go back and sit with 18 other guys, and we'll learn something we didn't <laughs> then, or what what. What drives this? I mean, you're you're making a statement that says we believe 20s better than, and and how do you support that?
3: Well, I think that certainly um, to to manage the number of students that we're, we're currently asking our teachers to manage and and to teach, you know, right, um, and to meet all their their learning needs, their spiritual needs, their their brain health, social emotional type things, all aspects of it. I think that we come forward and do an outstanding job, and and I don't know, I, I'm sure you had. Tremendous education when you went through school, but um, I two think more that, payments. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, and um, and so I think that's really what what's at the heart of what we're trying to get done, and it's really a, a community family feel when um, with the size that we have. I think we're very blessed to have class sizes that the way that they are.
0: Phil Borman, the chief administrator of Holy Family Catholic Schools, is in the house, telling us about the exciting things we're talking about. Employee, uh, I keep saying employee. Education savings accounts (ESAs) about seventy-six hundred dollars to get them in, uh, to get to the parents of the child. So if you've got six kids, you get seventy-six times six.
3: Yep that that that's accurate. Now our tuition actually isn't that high for the upcoming school year, and so you know you you get seventy-six hundred dollars for that account. But you know if you're an elementary student and tuition tuition's fifty-four hundred dollars, and some of that money is banked and can be used later on in different education, uh, educationally related um, needs, um, or could be used in future years for, for tuition. So so $7,600 is a top number right now, but tuition isn't quite to the level.
0: So, and parents are gonna ask, cause this is, this is new, this just came out mm-hmm. this year in January, February, when Governor Reynolds signed this into law, so it's, we're recording here in April, it's 100 days old. So maybe not everybody knows, but do these, Education savings accounts follow the child or the parent of the child. Do, do you each know each child? It, e- it
3: follows each child, right? So, um, in our in a family situation, so I have four children, and um, I don't qualify for one quite yet, right? Because this is going to get phased in over three years. We haven't really talked about some of those things, but um, but when my children officially qualify two years from now, um, each one of them will have that education savings accounts signed up for for each of them, um, and I can send them where they need to go and, and, and purchase um, educational-related you know, therapies or, or things of that nature for them and uh, can use that money to do, th- do so.
0: So is it for tuition, for books, for...
3: It's primarily for tuition. So it's for accredited um, schools um, for, for tuition that way, um, but that comes off first.
0: And Holy Family's accredited. Absolutely. Were you grandfathered in, or did you have to apply for accreditation there, you know, or by virtue of being Holy Family Catholic Schools, you were automatically on the list?
3: No, Catholic schools, you know, um, in the Archdiocese of Dubuque are all accredited. We follow the same rules and regulations for having highly qualified teachers, for instance, in the classroom, making sure that a math teacher was actually trained to be a math teacher, right? Um, all of our teachers are coming from the same educational institutions. Um, where we vary a little bit is in uh, you know, maybe we, we, you know, obviously we have faith formation and religion classes and things of that nature. But, but as far as offering, teach, making sure that we're offering all the adequate classes um, to prepare kids for for next steps in life, and making sure our teachers are highly qualified teachers, all of those things help us to become accredited.
0: Phil, we're bumping up on the break. Let's come back to segment two and talk more about those savings accounts, uh, what tuition looks like. We'll do some. Maybe you got some stories on, on this already, even though on it's 100 days old. Our guest is Phil Borman from Holy Family Catholic Schools here on the Chatter, and we'll be right back after these announcements. We're back on the chatter. This is FM ninety eight point three K C R D and we're on the mobile app.
1: Who is our sponsor, by the way?
0: I was gonna ask you. So you're stealing my thunder. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Who's our sponsor? (laughs) Hotworks. Hotworks Hotworks. Hotworks is our our sponsor.
0: Oh well it it is is Hotworks on Holiday Drive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Melissa and the crew Mm -hmm. over there. Yep. Well, evidently, I hear our, our vacationing in the south of France.
2: Oh, right nice. Now.
0: So, we're in Florida. Here. <laughs> our guest is Phil Borman, the chief administrator at Holy Family Catholic School. We've got a rule here at the uh, chatter, Phil, when we take our breaks that, you know, we, we set up what's coming on, and Mark invariably goes deeper on the questions <laughs> and gets our guests all talked out with the good answers. and so did
2: Colleen, though. So. Oh. <laughs> what can you say? Well, yeah.
0: Life under the bus we're with curious. Colleen and Nick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're curious. Yeah. So
0: we were talking about the the education savings accounts. It's just under $6,000. I've, I've got it here at $7,598 per pupil. And you were right, so $7,600, Phil. And that money comes, it goes with the students. It's an account. If they don't spend everything right now, still stays with a student's account and if you got six kids each of the kids get a get a, a an account the money comes from the state it's tax money so it's coming from iowa citizens mark so what what's what's not to like here cuz there was some opposition to all of that
3: well you, there wasn't opposition on on our end no not on yeah. your end no no this <laughs> just looks, for clarity but yeah yeah, yeah. Look, absolutely um, you know i think there's the same opposition as there was to STO, you know, when the, the SGO, stu- student tuition, yeah, the student tuition organization, you know, would, when they would, they would come out and raise dollars and that would allow families to attend our schools who, who wanted that Catholic education. And, and I think there was a lot of fear back then when that first came out and it was really loud and people were sure that was going to be the end of public schools. And sure enough, it wasn't. You know, they're still and, around. Yeah. turns out they're, they're still around and serve a tremendous purpose in our communities. And so um, same with here. I think people are fearful that uh, or had have been fearful that this will come along and, and people will change their mind about which school they want. Now, that is going to happen from time to time. We, we just talked about our enrollment increase. Um, but the families who, who we're seeing wanting to come in, aren't trying to get away from something they don't want necessarily. They just want this, diff- they want this different experience. They want a Christ-filled experience. They want their childhood to, to start the day and, and, and be with Christ all day long. They want the, the adults in the, their children's children's lives to, to talk about Jesus and, and to, to teach them about the Gospels, to teach them about what it means to serve the Lord and, and these types of things. And so that's just a little different. But But plenty of folks, they don't want that. And so they'll continue to do what they've always done, and, and we're, we're happy for that, too. So um, for us, it's just a matter of making sure that people who, who want to have the Catholic school experience were, we're able to, to meet their needs.
0: Now, Mark, you had the question during the break. Go ahead.
3: So the people that
2: were always paying tuition and have, and have the money to do that, does this mean they don't have to pay the tuition anymore, or, or how does this all work in-
3: yeah, well, it's it's similar to well, sort of how a public school works in that respect. You know, we, there's certainly people who would be able to afford to pay for public school, who attend public schools, and they don't have to, and um, they get, they're allowed to attend that uh, school at, at at no cost to them. Um, in our circumstances, uh, you know, going into next year, if you qualify for an ESA, and you're in an elementary school, our costs are lower than the ESA amount, so you come for free. There's not a dollar amount on that. And um, I forecast that to be the case for, for several years coming, that we will will continue to stay under that education savings account dollar amount where people won't. Now, the exception to that, there are exceptions to that um, where people may be paying tuition. So, um, you know, the reason why we're able to offer this opportunity is because our contributing parishes, they continue to contribute um, a lot of of... Uh, um, really a, what we call a parish assessment to allow people to to attend our schools. They're the reason why tuition has been so low That's a significant
0: contribution, Phil.
3: It's mm-hmm. enormous. I, I, I think um, people don't know enough about how much our local parishes provide, and um, so just I'm a, happy to just be on a, the radio to just, let them know. Well,
0: just in round numbers. I mean, we don't yeah. have to go through the financial statement of sure. resurrection or St. kill but just in raw numbers, and it varies by the population of the parish, but what are some of the ranges in dollars from parishes supporting Holy Family Catholic?
3: Oh, I um, $350,000 for a parish on up to a million, quite honestly, from a parish who will who'll make this possible. I mean, it's an incredible amount. The total... What's the total Corpus. with
0: all of the corporate uh, parishes?
3: It's it's four million. And um, quite honestly, four or five years ago it was closer to five million.
1: And and we're talking just Dubuque parishes. These are contributing parishes, yes. This like is St. Pat's
3: Cathedral, Nativity, Saint Column Kill, Resurrection, Saint Anthony, is just it the these, county? Not county, just okay. those local ones So that, we're talking in city.
0: beginning on the south side, sure. we got Saint Column Kill and Cathedral, Saint Joseph, Saint Patrick. Nativity, St. Anthony, Resurrection, and then on the north end, we've got three parishes in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holy Spirit. Holy parish. Spirit with Sacred Heart, Saint, Holy Saint Trinity, Saint uh, Holy Saint Ghost, parish. doing $4 million in the parish assessment or contribution, call it a tax, <laughs> mm-hmm. ranges from $300,000 up to a million dollars, depending on what size the parish
3: is. Absolutely. So, um, I, I think that our, our community is indebted to that charitable offering, right? That that giving, they believe in the mission to that extent. You know, our Catholic schools are a mission of of our parishes, and and they support it with their dollars, and they have so, and they and they will continue to do so, and and so, um, absolutely is, so is why how, we still have Catholic. How schools How important
0: today. is that for the the folks that belong to all of these parishes that may have had some children in school maybe they just moved here and never had anybody in the system how important is it for them to understand that when they put that envelope in on sunday or the electronic draft going in this is huge isn't it it,
3: it is huge and um you know our prayers that it continues you know and that that uh people continue to find ways to give to the parish and if there is any amount of relief and i'll go on record to say it that if if people are paying less tuition or in some situations, no tuition, but they had been giving to Holy Family Catholic schools Mm -hmm. to give to their parishes. Don't stop that giving just because maybe you're paying less tuition. Maybe it's a good time to check in with your, your pastor and, and, and say, Hey, you know, I, I no longer am paying that, you know, let's say for my several, several of my kids, you know, that $12,000, um, tuition bill. I don't have to pay that anymore. So how can I support the parish? What can I do there? So if you can think, you know, about that a little bit, that could be tremendous.
0: Help somebody else.
3: Help someone else. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Help someone else. And I think working that through the parish in that way and then allowing them to continue to to work the mission of the church in their different ways would be very much so a blessing.
0: I got to hear a story, Phil. So as we're talking... What? What you got, Mark?
2: You got well. Go? So
3: the STO
2: program is that all gone then? No, no it's not no, gone. Absolutely.
3: We we are we are encouraging families um, to apply for STO. They they have, I believe, that deadline not, is just coming up. Not
0: everybody knows STO. Define what the Student Tuition Organization. What is that tax vehicle?
3: Absolutely, that's uh, when when um, businesses and, and individual contributors um, contribute. They are saying, "Hey, I want this to go toward." Um, our students in our communities, to give them choice. And so if people are at 400% of the poverty level or less, people who financially couldn't make Catholic education happen, they can use the money donated by the generous givers of our communities and allow us to come. Now, for a holy family, for instance, we like to talk about round numbers and such, but each year it's a About a million dollars comes to Holy Family Catholic Schools to assist with tuition. So, in addition to our parents' contributions of four million, in addition to the tuition that families pay. Um, for their families and kids. STO comes forward with another million dollars that that have opened the doors to countless kids. And
2: that's a tax credit uh, on your on your bills, right? that's right. Or, yeah,. Yep. Not a tax deduction, a tax, a tax. credit. Yep, tax, tax credit. credit. there you go.. Yeah.
0: So individuals and businesses you said, they have, yes. can purchase these by making a charitable donation to the STO, the student tuition organization. They get a tax credit of what percentage is it? Is it sixty-five or seventy-five? Sixty-five.
3: Yeah, that that I think. sounds right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So for every dollar you give to the STO, you get a sixty-five cent tax credit off your what you're going to pay anyway.
3: That's right. You know, um, it's just making sure that you can um, be just in what you want to do with the money that you've earned, and you can you can. You know, pay taxes, give it back to the government. You could send it to the Catholic schools. Um, we prefer it to go to STO, certainly. <laughs> sure we do. Sure we do. But, um, but yeah, we, we, we've been very, very blessed by, by the STO. Good.
0: Colleen, I wanted to hear some stories when I was listening about the um, the assistance program, the savings account, the ESA, mm-hmm. and um, I'd like to hear some scenarios. Mm-hmm. What what does a tuition cost for the kindergartner, the uh, the K through five? But no, Phil's going here. I got to get the accountant hat on. But just tell some stories on that.
3: Sure. What, what, what about, might that look like? Sure. So you know, I, uh, if, I if I have an incoming kindergarten student, uh, any kindergarten coming in to the system, anyone new to the system, they qualify for an ESA. Doesn't matter income level for incoming kindergarten students
0: automatically
3: uh, automatically they're automatically in actually any students from outside our system k-12 so if we had a a child coming in who's going to be a third grader or they're going to be a seventh grader they qualify for esa they've never been here they never had that choice they'll bring in that they'll get uh, an account for seventy six hundred dollars and then um, we'll charge them tuition i believe at the elementary school is around fifty four hundred
0: what is kindergarten offhand for what's the price 5400 5400 and elementary's 54 yep k k5 k5 is all 55 uh 5400 sure
3: it's and a bit more for six through 8
0: which is that's um Kelly and Our Mazzucchelli.
3: lady Kelly catholic right? middle school just grade 6 7 and 8
0: how much is that
3: um more i think let's say 5800 dollars approximately
0: okay so went up and then at the high school box or something yep,
3: goes up some And then at the high school, it it jumps again to just over $6,000 a student. So that's the cost of tuition. But each child gets $7,600, like it's new to the system. Um, And so their tuition will be paid.
0: With this account and maybe with some rollover money for next year. Absolutely. Wow. Now, you talked about qualifications automatically and Mm -hmm. what so what is there an application do i have to apply or what what's that look like
3: well let me give you the broad rules first um on this first year for 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 the upcoming school year uh, 2023 2024 all new students to the system and um all new kindergarten students they would qualify for an esa and all the existing kids so if you look at our kids who are currently with us if they are 300% of the poverty poverty level or less, they qualify too. So for a family of four, that's about $90,000 a year. If they're making about that kind of money, um, they would qualify too. Now, in the next year, 24-25, um, they move that up to 400% of the poverty level. And then if you go one more year out, 25-26, 100% of every student in Iowa qualifies for an education savings account. The umbrella covers everyone, so it's a thirty-six month rollout. It is
1: okay. Does it cover homeschoolers? How does that work?
3: Um, they're not an accredited institution. Oh, and so it does not. It does not cover homeschool. Now, a lot of the rules and regulations for ESAs haven't been written yet. You know, I know they just. I think I believe the state of Iowa just signed on with Odyssey, who will manage all the accounts and make sure things get to where they need to be Um, and rules are forthcoming on how to, you know, you're asking questions about how do you apply and such. Those rules are still being crafted as we speak. So
0: when you say manage the account, I'm envisioning something like a 401k or an IRA that's outside of a banking institution or do we know yet?
3: We don't know. I, I would hate to speculate.
0: So every credit union and bank listening to this is saying... Pick
3: me, huh? Well, I, I really, I think this Odyssey is going to manage it. Now, will they be in some financial institution outside of, of that? Perhaps I, I really don't know. Sure, fascinating.
0: So, what's the downside?
3: You know, from my perspective, very little. You know, I, I look at. Because I think that I look from the angle of, uh, as a parent, right? You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I have four children and I'm, I'm blessed to, to be able to bring my kids here. But but if I, I, I wasn't here, I mean, I could, and I was attending a school elsewhere, the public school, for instance, I could keep doing it. Nothing changes in my life whatsoever. I just could keep doing what I've always done. However, if I just, it just wasn't happening for me. If I wanted something more for my child, if I wanted that faith component, if I wanted that, um, maybe some of those class size adjustments, or if I had an experience that it wasn't particularly favorable, I can now have some options in my education for my children and, 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 and go. And then, and again, and if you are, so there's a lot of upsides, those families who are currently attending public school, and then for families who are cur- currently attending our schools, you know, some of them are wishing this would have happened a few years ago. Oh, bad. Yeah. And, or some yeah, people wish nearly. they qualify for ESAs now, but they can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, if you have an elementary kid and you weren't sure if you're going to be able to make it to Wallert, for instance, because that price is significantly more, you have just been blessed. I mean, you you don't have to talk about being, being a Ram or a Mustang. Hey, we are a Golden Eagle. We were Golden Eagles from the time you walked into our early child care centers, and you could be a Golden Eagle out the door for senior year of high school. That feels really good.
0: So, you were talking about projecting enrollment and things like that. This this is a game changer. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you, it. just with your statement. From kindergarten, I'm a Golden Eagle. I go through the elementary. I'm up at Mazda but we're gonna we got to do something different cuz we can't afford that for four more years. Now this uh, educational savings account comes online. What's that do to your uh, enrollment here? You're not doing 20 chair classrooms anymore. I mean, what that that's got to change dramatically,
3: doesn't it? We don't want that to change. We don't want Where are you going to put them?
0: The tennis courts?
3: We would prefer <laughs> to take a step back and do our homework to talk about what are our options. You know, I think that's going to be important. I think though and I want the the your listeners to hear this too. We have no interest in, in, uh, packing classrooms and making class sizes large. We don't have an interest in doing that.
0: So you've already and, thought this through.
3: Absolutely, we will cap classrooms to make sure that we can manage good class sizes. Um, and we will have to look to the future of whether or not we would have to do an addition or, or do a build. And so we're taking a hard look at three-year, five-year, and 10-year plans as we should be as part of the whole strategic planning process that that I had alluded to in our first segment. And um, But those things are going to be really important to do.
0: Phil Borman from Holy Family Catholic Schools is here in the house, Colleen. Mm-hmm. We've got segment three coming up in a minute. We're going to ask some uh, some of the fun questions about education and uh Maybe we'll close the tennis courts in or something. We'll do that. Where are we going to put the kids? You're listening to The Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD. We'll be right back after this. We're back in the studios with Phil Borman of Holy Family Catholic Schools. This is episode 86, Mm Colleen. We've been uh, busy recently. We
1: have been busy. And it's been very enlightening to hear about these education savings accounts and the opportunities for families to send their kids to Holy Family if if they hadn't been able to of that option before but one of the things that has kind of crossed my mind is we talked for the past two segments about the um the financial piece of going to catholic school but you had mentioned in the last segment how some parents want more for their kids they want that faith component so tell us a little bit this is a catholic radio station tell us a little bit about the faith life the faith pieces that we have that you have at holy family
3: absolutely so you know Faith, our Catholic faith in particular, right, it permeates every classroom at all levels. And, you know, I see that, you know, I, right now, um, going back to my children, I have a high school student, I have a middle school student, I have two elementary kiddos, right? And, um, and so I get that firsthand experience of what they're bringing home um, and what they're experiencing. And, and so we see just as a system level, right, the importance of the Mass, Right, central to our faith uh, and receiving the Eucharist. And and at Holy Family Catholic Schools, we do that every week, you know, for every level. Um, That's something that we've made adjustments toward, actually. That's an increase from prior years where it was once a month, let's say, at At the high school, it
1: just wasn't enough. I think when we were there, Tom, I think it was maybe once a semester. Mm -hmm. It was a once in a blue moon kind of thing. But then again, to put 2,000 students in the gym was also a bigger feat.
0: I think there was always a priest that crept into the uh, chapel and said a mass early in the morning. Does that still happen, Phil?
3: Absolutely. Well, on Fridays, it it, it does from time to time. And I will say, so in addition to, um, you know, I want to talk about the Eucharist just a little bit. We have the mass every week, as I said, and and but we have also adoration at every level across the system at different times and different lengths of time. We teach our kids how to quiet their self themselves, how to be you know with Jesus, and you know we talk about brain health and all the different things happening in in uh, in society. And um, this is a tremendous way to uh, give those kids those brain breaks that they, they say they need, and just sort of. They empty themselves of all the craziness of life and filled themselves up with the holy spirit and they're right there in, in the presence of jesus and i think that's there's renewal there and um you know so so yes we have adoration we have masses we have several times throughout the year reconciliation for our students at every level um, at every site and again the opportunity to come forward and and talk directly with our priests our priests are so generous with their time they come in you know we have chairs everywhere that we all the different corners of the room and our kids who are having a lot on their hearts will be able to go over and, and 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 have reconciliation and so that's just such a blessing to see all the time um but then now if you go back down into the drill down into the classroom experience our day starting out with prayer our classes are starting out with prayer you know our kids are reading scripture they're learning about the bible um differently than i think than even i did growing up and and so we're appreciative of that. And um, and so we have a, an entire curriculum that, that is signed off by the archdiocese that we, we make sure our kids are having an experience of. And then in addition to those faith experiences, something more is, you you know, we, just, we we're just in the paper recently for all the different service things that what we do in our community, making mm-hmm. sure that our kids aren't just learning about it, but they're actually the hands and feet of Christ and out in our community. So it's all of these types of things. And then uh, I think some of the things that um, maybe Mark, we had mentioned on break, or some of the retreat opportunities that our kids get to participate in. We have retreats for, again, every level, d- different renewals. We have, you know, some of our, our seniors, for instance, so they will put on a retreat for our middle schoolers at times, and um, we, we f- find that fulfilling. And um, at our high school level, we we do a Teens Encounter Christ time at Tech Weekends that that maybe you've heard a lot about. And I would say most impactful, and, and that's been at Wallert now for at least five Five seven years, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, prior to me becoming chief, anyway, uh, are the Kairos retreats where mm-hmm. where it's a multi day um, experience, almost like a Christian experience weekend, if you will. You know, seed um, uh, like a Cew, but um, but yeah, for students for a Kairos experience where. Kids come back on fire for Christ and, and wanting to do, engage in their parishes, wanting to engage in their school more deeply in their faith. Do so. you
0: got some stories on that, Phil, some of the kids coming back, without breaking the seal of the confessional? What kind of stories do you have with these young people and how they live their faith?
3: We just we, and I've attended, I've been on Kairos, right? Because the adults in our community will go there and participate with the kids and, 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 and do the different things that happen on Kairos. But, but kids really, um, especially those who are hurting or have, and our kids are hurting, you know, they break down, uh, and and they profess their love for Christ. They they know that there's been a distance or there's there's been this this gap or even this chasm between where they are and and where they find God, and and all of a sudden that that gap comes crashing shut like they're right there. Um, and that's so beautiful to see, and and you see it in their relationships with others and how they're treating one another. They, you see it in how they treat themselves um, as far as, you know, we have people who have self-harmed or maybe they were were doing some things that they shouldn't be doing, you know, on their weekends, and, um, you know, they go through Kairos, They go through that reconciliation process, and um, it just takes them to a new level of awareness and, and where they're just, you know, on fire and, and, and different than when they went in.
0: So you've been in education for a while, Catholic education. I, how long?
3: This is my ninth year.
0: What have you seen in the last nine years? Of how the culture is is impacting or attacking our our uh, students, and, and what's Catholic school, what's Holy Family doing to build up these walls that are because it's it's tough. You said these kids are hurting.
3: Absolutely, I think um, the world. There's a lot of noise. I call it noise anyway. You know, when you turn on the news and you listen to the conversations of all the, all the things co- uh, coming out, and um, and it can be really confusing about what to believe or how to believe, and and what's the, you know what's truth. Sure. And and, and these are the questions that uh, we want our kids to be asking within the walls of our school, so that we can teach them the truth of what Christ has handed down in the Bible, and and w- what we believe to be so good, and um, and so. When we come to, when it comes to our Catholic faith, um, we are grounded in truth, right, about what God's great plans are, you know, from, from, from single life to married life, married life to religious life. And we get to talk about all these ways that we live out what Christ, Christ wants for us. And so um, it's in those conversations that, that we help kids, you know, maybe turn down the volume of that noise just a bit, sort of what I talked about um, Mm -hmm. a little bit ago about in adoration or or things of that nature to to be more present of mind. And and, 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 and it's so beautiful to see them as we kind of form their conscience, and we do that in partnership with with our churches and and with their parents.
1: So do you think that some of the experiences they have at Wallert, especially in the high school level, when they're maybe hearing more things on the news or seeing more things in the culture, do you think that their experience at Wallert – um, helps to prepare them for being in the world and not falling into the traps that the world sets. Like, does does it somehow, you know, give them the faith to resist the pro gay movement or the pro abort movement or things that we're seeing now that are just not of God's will? How does how does Waller help them fight? that the bad stuff in the culture?
3: Well, I think, you know, the armor we put on is the word of God. And so when we, when we talk again about form of the conscience of, of our children, we teach them what we believe to be God's great plan for their lives mm-hmm. and, and what that looks like. And, and we don't teach them necessarily, um, you know, what to think, uh, but kind of how to think. We, we educate them on how to ask good questions, but also to know that, hey, there's a there's a grounding in the Catholic faith that will carry you through any of these things, right? We could talk to about the tenets of, of of our of the church, right? And um, and I think they can. A lot of answers are revealed in that particular way. Now, certainly, sometimes that's um, working against what mom and dad's teaching them. It could be working against a little bit about um, certainly what the news is teaching them um, or what their friends are up to. But we know that these kids are going to these, encounter these different. Um, situations throughout their lives, and at least they'll have that foundational truth with them to, to, to be conscious about um, what the next steps are, and if that's going to be bringing them closer to Christ or perhaps further away.
0: Do you think? Do you think they view that foundational truth as foundational truth, or is it just another of the many opinions that they're able to solicit on their phone?
3: Well, certainly a, a bit of everything, right? I mean, you know God works in mysterious ways, and in, in His time, not ours necessarily. I by that. And and I, I I know that you know, a lot of uh, at times a lot of what we say um, is is heard in, in some respects, and then maybe, maybe, but maybe not in other ways. And so you know they sit in a class so between right and wrong, and they go out and make that maybe that bad decision, <laughs> or that good decision on the weekend, and we don't get to know what that all always looks like, but um, but they always get to come back to us. You know, we are the Church of Mercy. We talk to them. We work with them um, and continue to help form them, and they just have a really good chance of coming out the other end. If you've been in our system pre-K through 12 to to feel secure in your faith enough to be able to defend it against all the things, all the evil that kind of comes at us from all these different angles, I think that they're, mm-hmm. it's our best shot at, at making it happen.
2: Can I ask you a question? And you know this this drives us nuts. I, I think a lot of us um, are the phones allowed in school? Are they allowed in classrooms? And if they are, these kids, I know some kids very well that are on TikTok a lot, and it drives us nuts. It drives parents nuts. What's 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 going on there?
3: Well, certainly the the technology that that kids have. Um, I think it's extraordinary and it, it seems to be younger and younger, right? Um, Does down it? In, to the grade schools, absolutely, with with students who have phones and, and things that. So you're of talking third,
0: fourth, fifth grade?
3: Oh, sure. Second grade. Because they
0: need to phone somebody? <laughs>
3: well, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that this is just an absurd observation, right? The um, air
0: conditioning guy's coming by. But, I got to make sure he's. Uh, but yeah. they're
3: not to, you know, uh, certainly um, at those, the grade school level, they're not to be seen or or out there's a typically a a very specific reason why they might have that but in the middle school and high school I think as kids get older there's a little bit more of an allowance of of having that phone on them but often it's not to be seen so you can even in high school classes our kids will come in and the first thing they have to do is drop their phone in a pouch along the wall and in some classrooms where it's not allowed and then other times if it's used as a tool that uh, help um, move their learning along, then that's something that's utilized. I think when we talk about um, helping to educate kids to, to be you know, um, in the world but not of the world, um, it, it's to say, hey, this is what this tool can do. This is the good and the bad. And uh, we help them along during the day to use it for the right reasons and pray that when they walk away from us that they continue to use it for all the good that it can do. Colleen?
1: I'm just kind of um, perusing I printed off the uh, theology curriculum, mm-hmm. um, since we we're talking about faith and, and the courses that they cover in the different years. It says here that four years of theology, so every year that they're in school, they
3: Yep, they're required they to take class, yep.
1: So ninth grade, they get what is the Bible? Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty good. And who is Jesus? Sounds good, basic, mm-hmm. right? Tenth grade, it's the covenant relationship and Jesus as the fulfillment of the promise. And then if Jesus is a Jew, why are we Christians? How the church began and lives on. Eleventh grade, we've got about the sacrament, or I'm sorry, the principle of sacramentality, a theology of grace, and then love as a virtue, an introduction to Catholic morality. Wow. That's pretty good. 12th grade, social justice in our world and world religions. 12th grade, life vocations. And then an elective in 12th grade, why am I Catholic? So that sounds like a a good apologetics course.
3: Right. So, you know, we talked about, you know, being, knowing your faith well enough to kind of defend against it when Mm -hmm. you walk out of here, because a lot of people who. they question the faith right they they don't agree with what's going on Mm -hmm. or you know the catholic church is pretty Mm -hmm. (laughs) countercultural. more now more (laughs) now than (laughs) ever hold on hold on (laughs) what was that yeah well yeah there's so much truth to that and um and people need to be able to speak truth back to people when Mm -hmm. when they're upset about um you know being pro-life or something of that nature Mm -hmm. we need to know why we are Mm -hmm. and uh, be able to profess that just from a Um, from a natural law and a Catholic faith perspective, all Mm -hmm. things around it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what those classes aim to do. There's a progression within the classes that you just talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, And it includes knowing the Bible, but it also includes defending the faith. And so we think that's going to be tremendously important. I think, again, that's why so many of our families look to us. To, to help raise their children and, and the parishes support us in the ways that they do. They know that there's a lot of good that can come out of courses like these. Is there
2: any classes or anything like that on the, uh, on the catechism, the catechism of the Catholic Church, and tying it back to the Bible? I mean, I hear a lot of Bible, Bible, Bible. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear much about uh, the catechism because oh. that is a, a grounding. You know, I mean, that explains really the Bible, you
3: know. Right. It's sort of, you know, it's our... Um, it's an an incredible tool for all levels. There's not a particular class, but it's a it's a book that's known, right? I mean, it's a book that's in the classrooms and that you know, gives our questioning. Again, we encourage them to question because part of being a part of uh, of the first church, right? The, the Catholic faith um, is we have two thousand years of of knowledge of of tradition of scripture and all these beautiful mm-hmm. things that we can reference. You know, and and will outlast and outdo any sort of cultural shifts that we see um, in, in the short term, you know, 5 and 10 and 15 year type things.
0: Phil Borman is our guest. He's the chief administrator at Holy Family Catholic Schools, which is going pretty well on the rise. Uh, Tuition, or uh, not tuition, we were going to say tuition's going up. No, enrollment's going up.
2: (laughs) Tuition's going down. Strike that from the record,
0: doing that. we got about two minutes left, Phil. What would you like to leave our, uh, oh, it's the Pope. He's calling Colleen. What's going on? (laughs) How did that happen?
1: Sorry, it's my 6 o'clock Angel's alarm. Sorry.
0: The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary. And she
1: conceived of the Holy Spirit. There we go, there we
0: go. What would you like to leave the listeners with, Phil? What's uh, what's the outlook? And um, we're we're recording in April. There's a few weeks left of this semester, and it's summer vacation. But parents are they have an eye toward Labor Day and going back. What? How would you invite them to the uh, system?
3: Well, I want them to know that we want them here. That we want them to partake in what I believe is is an outstanding education, uh, Catholic education, where our kids are going to get to know their faith um, and and they can fam- families can trust that the message that we're going to be sending and teaching their children and 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 we love it because when people want to be a part of what we have and we can envelop that that we can really build on that partnership so many good things happen and I think you you'll you'll see you know from our graduates and and, and our kids in our community that um, we do a tremendous job of, of raising the future of our community
0: how do people get a hold of you to learn more about Taking a tour, getting the children into the into the system.
3: Well, personally, I, I hope they come up to Central Campus at 2005 Kane Street, and, and I can meet with them. You know, and we have we have uh, principals at all of our sites that are, are are hoping that you reach out and and chat with us about your future plans. And maybe it's not for next year. Maybe you have a third grader, and but mm-hmm. you're really not sure about the middle school they're going to attend reach out to us now. Help us understand that. We can educate you on what we do, and, and maybe there's a transition in your future from where you're at to to our Catholic schools. We'd really love that.
0: Main Campus, 2005 Kane Street, and your phone number, Phil? 563-582-5456. Our guest is Phil Borman, the Chief Administrator of Holy Family Catholic Schools. Phil, it's good to have you in the house.
3: All right, thank you. Thank you
0: so much. We're going to close with a prayer in the name of the The Father, and the the Son, and and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the 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 Son, and to the 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 Holy Spirit. Spirit. As, As it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now, and ever, and ever shall be, be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Amen. Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our thanks to Hotworks for bringing you this episode of the Chatter. Stop by on Holiday Drive and say hi to all of the people at Hotworks. See you all next week. We love you.